We begin part two of the special world report, O America, with a friend of Medjugorje, by first recapping what was learned in part one. How do you unite the world when it's divided? You unite by uniting to truth. Our Lady said, God is truth. He exists. So when you bind yourself to truth, you bind yourself to God. And then your neighbor is your neighbor, whether it's the same color, a different color, or another nationality. All the experiences we have now did not happen yesterday or May 25th in Minneapolis. It's been plotted out and planned out for a long, long time. But where it manifested and was implemented was March 16, 2012. Obama signed the executive order called the National Defense Resources Preparedness Executive Order. Nobody knew about it. Why? Because he kept it hidden. How did they bury it? It's the story that's ignited fierce passions across the nation as allegations of racism and miscarriage of justice tear apart a small Florida town. Three weeks ago, Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black teenager, was shot down by a white neighborhood watchman who claimed self-defense. Now we're in the situation with Floyd's death. Q posted the very next day on May 26, saying that the Democrat Party and their allies have launched a full-scale insurgency. How do you get so coordinated that this just springs across the whole country in no time? Where did the coronavirus go? Where did social distance go? Oh, it just disappears all of a sudden? What does this tell us? This thing is highly planned. It's been all the way back to Obama, and he's part of it. And we're seeing the evidence very clearly now. We now begin part two of the special world report, O America, with a friend of Medjugorje. This is a special world report with a friend of Medjugorje. We'll give you now a clip that's about to be played to give you a dose and a shot of wisdom. Add prayer to that, contemplation and reasoning to enter into this clip the truth of what we're against and what is trying to run over us. Listen to it with attention and prayer to hear truth. After more than a week of rage and unrest, a nation pained over the death of George Floyd, a knee to one man's neck, heartbreaking metaphor for the generations of injustice and misery. America's racial divide bridged these last many days by a rainbow of Americans fed up. Today was the day many who are marching have been waiting for. We're here today because George Floyd is not here. He should be here. He should be alive, but he's not. Minnesota's Attorney General increasing charges against the man who kept this knee on Floyd's neck 
for nearly nine minutes. I filed an amended complaint that charges former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin with murder in the second degree. And adding charges against the three other fired officers. All four officers have been charged! Yeah. Cheers erupting across the nation as the news spread. We got all four! I believe that's fantastic, but they should have been arrested a week ago. But some protesters say it's a small drop in the bucket for the flood of change they demand. It's too late. That's why we're marching right now, because he should have been arrested from the jump. They deserve to be charged. They're guilty. Floyd's childhood friend, former NBA player Stephen Jackson, cautiously optimistic. I would definitely happy with the news, but not satisfied. Um, we definitely want convictions. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. We want to see those guys in jail. Imagine being a cop and you drive through a neighborhood where there's a guy that you've arrested 20, 30, 40 times. And there he is again. You know he has no job. He commits crime when he's hungry, when he wants drugs, when he's bored. And you know that if you were to ask anybody around, he's probably stolen from them within the last 10 minutes. Do you think that guy's going to be friendly to you? Oh, hi, Officer Jones. Good to see you again. Will you be taking me down? Okay, well, let me help you. Here, I don't want you to have to struggle. Here, let me, hand me the cuffs. I'll put them on myself. I'm good at it at this point. You think he's friendly? The guy that had been arrested 69 times in Baytown, or on the east side of Houston, 69 times he'd been arrested. 69 times. Process that. He's waiting outside the Walgreens for Rosalie Cook, 80-year-old woman suffering with cancer. When she comes out, he stabs her multiple times. She falls to the ground, takes her purse, starts rifling through it, takes her money, gets her keys, and gets into her car. And starts rifling through her car. During the course of all this, there's a police station across the way. Some people who witnessed what happened flag down a police car that's driving by, tell him, Here's what just happened. The woman's dying right there on the concrete. And the man who did it is inside her car stealing her stuff right now. She's laying there bleeding out. You've been arrested 69 times. That sounds like a lot of police brutality, doesn't it? So the cop pulls in, draws his gun, starts approaching the suspect. Suspect has the same knife he just stabbed that woman with. Do you think that suspect goes lightly? He knows where he's going. He charges the officer, gets shot and killed. Now, there were people, of course, who called for that officer to be fired, punished, police brutality. Yeah, because he shot and killed the guy who was about to kill him, who just killed another woman. There's your police brutality. There's your police brutality right there. But George Floyd, my, okay, I got it. There's George Floyd. I don't judge every black person based on the guy who stabbed Rosalie Cook to death. Stop judging every cop based on one cop who put his knee on George Floyd's neck. It will now be the time to continue to push so that there is real structural change. So two months from now, three months from now, we won't be here again organizing protests because of the unjust killing of another black soul. For the month of May in Chicago, 75 people shot and killed, 314 shot and wounded. A total of 389 people shot in Chicago. 
But none of them will get a rally, a protest, a riot, a burn down. No streets closed. Nope. Just black people killed by black people. But don't dare send a cop in there to risk his life and protect anyone that's being killed by these people. Don't dare do that because the cops are the bad guy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The cops are the bad guy. Y'all don't understand. We got a lot of pain. Yes, you do. But you don't want to address where that pain is. You don't care to confront the reality. You don't care to be honest about it. And it has nothing to do with the death of that poor man. These wanton acts of violence are part of a coordinated effort to eventually overthrow the United States government. There are 15 million police interactions a year. How many go badly that they should demand our attention? That's a question from a black man. And he says, it is an incredible low defect rate when people are involved. And he says, if you say zero, that's an impossible standard. And yet he gives the statistics for that, and it's almost zero. It's 0.00001 when something went wrong. Infinitely small. We know that 75% of the United States population is white. We know blacks are about 12% of the population. So how do you see the ratio versus white versus black being shot. You put it at 10,000 for both. For every 10,000 black people arrested for violent crimes, three are killed. For every 10,000 white people arrested for violent crimes, four are killed. So more white people are killed on ratio per the population than black. So nobody can say there's a racial bias in policing. So going back to the 15 million interactions a year, it's really clearly that police rarely kill anybody of any race. And yet there are 618,173 black people were arrested for violent crimes. Very much higher rate than for white people, which is 1,076,155. A study for the Michigan and Maryland State Universities assessed hundreds of fatal police shootings in 2015. They published it in July of 2019. The findings are police shootings of citizens are not motivated by race or racism. The second point, 55% of the people fatally shot in America by police are white, more than double the number of blacks, 27%. The next point, according to the study, the strongest predictor of being shot by the police isn't a person's race, but rather the person is is engaging in violent criminal behavior. In other words, the greater the number of the crime committed by white individuals in a country, the more likely a white person will be shot by the police. The greater the number of crimes committed by black individuals in a country, 
the more likely it is that a black person will be shot by the police. The same is true for Hispanics. It's not systematic racism. That makes it more likely that a person will be shot by the police. It is how mathematically likely that person is to be committing crime. And an individual's behavior, not his race, is determining the factor. The next point, police officers are all racist are statistically less likely to shoot a black man than a white man under the same circumstances. Why is it important to know these statistics? So that you can make a decision and come to a conclusion of the events we're seeing now that can bring you to truth. Because circumstances being promoted is a lie. What does this have to do with the Virgin Mary, or what we're doing, or remission? Everything. We're in battle with an impure spirit. And they told us that when Obama was inserting the deep state. And now we've got generals turning against the commander-in-chief. That's insurrection. We're headed for difficult things. This precedes the secrets. Divine intervention is coming. It's not just go to church and just pray and ignore the situations. You have to understand the situation, because he says, look around you and understand the signs of the times. Because you have to form your truth to unite with other people who are in truth that unites you no matter who you are or what race you are. We're going to be separated for evil, but even to them, we have obligation to bring to conversion into the light. So you have to have solid facts to understand that to form your good discernment because we have lost the power of discernment. Many people are believing the wrong thing about this situation. We investigated everything about Floyd's death. We didn't watch the video. We put it on slides. One second, two seconds, three seconds, If we skipped to five seconds, we went back to four seconds. Every frame we looked at this. There is no intention of these police to kill Floyd. That make you angry because you saw the video and this is what you thought happened. Really? You believe that garbage? You believe the media? They're liars. And they can do things on videos to make you think What's not there? I worked with ABC at the top of ABC in New York with a major producer and asked him about some of the things they do and how they do the tactics. We became friends. He told me this. We make the viewer think they've been treated fairly. And then he said, and then we lead them where we want to. And they showed me examples, and they are good, and it is deceiving, and you can buy into it. If you have an insurrection coming, and you want people to turn against each other, you have to find a situation that you can reinterpret or influence the interpretation to rile up the people. If you go break this second by second, you see never these cops are angry, never they raise in Cain. And never taking a vicious position. 
And I know some of you now are starting to object to what I'm saying. We spent a whole week in this situation. Looking at it from every angle. This is a Trayvon Martin situation. Michael Brown situation. Why? Because there has to be a reason to get people's attention, to get them into the streets, fighting each other, and bring about under that cover an insurgency. This is what this is about. You can say the cops are a victim, and you can say Floyd's a victim. How can I say that? They've been charged with murder. We got the autopsies. We read these things. We studied this. I've looked at this thing. The autopsy says Floyd died from cataract arrest. He had a heart attack. You say, oh, that's not what they said. Yeah, with the family, just like Trayvon, they had their public relations. They did all these things. And it's reported at Floyd's family, somebody paid or either they to have another autopsy. On the official autopsy, it says, quote, a preliminary autopsy report cited earlier by prosecutors that the county medical examiner review, quote, revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxiation or strangulation. That's on the autopsy. But what it says at the top of the autopsy, the matter of death was ruled homicide. So it contradicts itself. So what's right? What's wrong? You decide. Because the, the autopsy already said he had fentanyl and he was on meth along with cannabis, which is marijuana. All this is in his blood. There was another drug in him. He was drugged up. George Floyd was doped up. That should say something to you. But you don't have the power of discernment. You don't go looking into it. You listen to the media. The media every day gets their own talking points. They plan it. They strategize it. They receive talking points 4 o'clock in the morning. The whole media does. And don't think Fox is angels. Because they have their deep state also there. And they're told what to say and hit it all day long to brainwash you. Oh, they're not brainwashing me, you say. I'm objective. Really? You think so? Several years ago, there was a list found of like 160 people, the top reporters. This is today what you're going to say. You will hear a montage of their talking points. The first group you're going to hear is political people. And the second one is media. So don't think talking points are going only to the media. It's both sides. And then at the end, you'll have all these people added together in one voice. It's like singing in a choir. My question to you as you listen to this is what you see really what you really see. Listen to this clip. This is a manufactured crisis and a crisis that uh, manufactured by the Trump administration. This is a manufactured crisis, Bill. How he manufactures crises like immigrants seeking legal refuge. What the president is doing is manufacturing a crisis. President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis. This president just used the backdrop of the Oval Office to manufacture a crisis. Folks, the president has manufactured a political crisis for himself. 
Donald Trump is manufacturing a national security crisis. You will hear them message. say mm -hmm. is that this is a manufactured crisis. It's not a national security crisis. From Nancy Pelosi down to Debbie Wasserman Schultz or anybody else who will give him a dime for this project. Because so there's it's nothing manufactured. It's a manufactured crisis for the president to get a political win. We have a president who will go on TV tonight and lie and lie and lie some more. This is a manufactured crisis. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 We are not a democracy. And when you use that word, you can be counted upon those who are laces. Do not believe lying voices. If you mimic that, you're part of the problem. We are in a republic. A republic operates by law. Democracy is by vote. And they can change the law to be murder, abortion, euthanasia, whatever they want to. In a republic, you can't do that. You contribute to this if you're silent when you hear, say, democracy, or it's taught in your school, or you use this. Don't accept it. A lady is trying to tell us, do not believe lying voices. You just heard all these people, famous people, people you may not like. They are liars. And you think they're not going to change their autopsy report? Let me give you a little dirty secret. Quote, there have been several instances around the country where an individual had COVID-19 but died under unrelated circumstances and the death was blamed on the virus. In another situation, in May, a Colorado man had a blood alcohol level of 0.550 and died of alcohol poisoning. But his cause of death was changed to coronavirus, Fox News reports. Another case, Michigan counted deaths with coronavirus, as opposed to coronavirus. In other words, they didn't die that, they had something else, of which now quotes, leading some to accuse the state of cooking the numbers. What else conclusion can you come up to? The Washington Post Reports in Alabama, a bed-bound patient with aspiration pneumonia in one lung and a person with a built-up of fluid and partial collapse of one lung had the death attributed to coronavirus. This is how they're counting. And so what's the dirty secret? In the autopsy of George Floyd, 
They did two tests in his fluids, post-mortem, and from his blood. Both was positive for coronavirus. And yet, they say he's died of just a heart attack instead of following what the rule is out there to count it as coronavirus. And you know how long he had coronavirus? For a month, from April 3rd to May 25th. What does it do? It affects your ability to breathe. It stresses the body. And he had pulmonary disease. That's what she died from. Again, quote, the examiner revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic affixation or strangulation. So then he didn't do that. We say, is that not enough? They did incisions in his neck, into his trickery, all this. Nothing was damaged. So it's a pitiful situation. He's very sick. He's doped up. He's not the angel he said he was, but they say he reformed. He had nine arrests in his history. He put a gun to a woman's stomach while other guys were looking for drugs in a house. He had several jail terms for drugs. And, of course, they said he moved to Minneapolis and he changed his life, came to Christ. Maybe he died. Maybe he's in heaven. I don't know. I'm not judging it. All I'm saying is the facts to you, how this all started, as he went into a store with $20 counterfeit bills to buy cigarettes. So that's stealing the cigarettes, counterfeiting. He's not on just drugs. He's full of drugs. And so they call the police. The police show up. They show him get out. He went down. He resisted a little bit. And they went and put him against the wall. There's no meanness with the cops. You study their countenances. They're doing the job. And they take him across the street. And they put him in a car, and he goes crazy. The guy's big. He's got a lot of muscles. He's not a little guy. He's 6'4". I ask you this question to help you to see this thing in the right light. I'm not making any judgment. I'm just laying the facts in front of you. Because it's important to peel the onion to see what the real truth is. Because that's what's going to unite us. That's what's going to stop all this stuff. So the video camera is blocked by another cop because they had to call back up. They end up with about six cops there. If you've got somebody you're arresting and they're cooperating with you, you don't call for backup. If you're on meth, you get two or three times the strength of normal. They had him in the car. And it took all these four cops to do what they did. You said whether they had a knee on them. Do you know that's policy? You go do your research. The policy is the Minnesota Police Department. It's not against anybody. That the more dangerous the situation is, they have to bring and control the individual they're arresting. I used to ride patrol with police. And if you resisted arrest, you forced the police to give more resistance to the one you're arresting. And if they up the ante... That puts the cop in danger. He could be one second from being killed. He has to act stronger than the one that he's arresting. If that don't, you have to have another police there. They've tasered people that's on drugs, and it has no effect for them. So reasoning out, they have six cops there. 
and keep him from hurting himself, individuals have to be subdued. We looked at the handbook, and the police department is not racial. It's about being protected. If you go to a certain level, you put your knee on them to hold them down. Floyd put himself in the position that had he done what he's supposed to have done, he wouldn't be dead today. So let's go to Rodney King. What happened in that situation? They're on like an eight-mile chase on Rodney King. I think it's Los Angeles. They finally get him to stop. They got a helicopter above everything. And there's three people in the car. The cops told him to all get out. The two other people in the car get out. They tell him to sit down, and they sit down. Rodney King starts attacking the policeman. They already have like eight cops there because they were chasing him down. They said he started moving like a phoenix. He started attacking the police. They didn't pull the gun out to shoot him. They had to pull the batons out, and they started hitting him. And he would take the, none of the cop down, and they said that he was throwing the cops around like rag dolls. They were trying to subdue him. They're going to let him go? Say, okay, you do what you want to do? No, they had to bring him down, and they were beating him. What happened? He wasn't seriously injured in the end of that, but the video went crazy. Everybody burned things down. 63 people were killed through the riots because of Rodney King, and they charged all the officers. And what did they find out? 13 seconds of the film was edited out illegally. One of the jury women who was upset what she saw on the videos, how horrible this was, was on the jury. And when she saw that 13 seconds, she's described him, he looked like a phoenix, like a monster. And she's the one that said they were throwing these cops around like rag dolls. This incident started riots that resulted in 63 people being killed. Injuries, there were 2,383. More than 12,000 people arrested. Over $1 billion in property damage. Looting, assault, arson, and murder. All in six days. All over a line of 13 seconds taken out of a video. What about George Floyd? Is there a parallel in these two situations? Rodney King, 13 seconds taken out with George Floyd. What details of the story are we missing? We couldn't see what happened when the police tried to get Floyd in the car in front of the Cup Foods Market. It's strange that we don't have any cell phones from that point. What made the officer put his knee on Floyd's neck? Did Cup Foods have surveillance video? If that's the case, it's very important for American public and investigators to see it. So we just have to assume there's no video there. There's a big slip up. In the next clip you're going to hear of the newscaster who's reporting on Cup Foods. See if you hear the slip up at the end of the clip. Cup Food owners say that video from the store, which they've been asked not to release. Did you catch that? As plain as day, the newscaster says, quote, Cup Foods owners say the video from the store, and then she slips up and says, which they have been asked not to release. Everything else is released, but not that. Who said not to release a video? 
Wow, all the news reports that this is the only mention of Cup Foods video. And this is at the point where he was supposedly experiencing the police brutality. And they don't want to show that? That would be the first thing they release. But it's not released. And it's the major source of evidence right in front of the store. Ask yourself the reason they're not to release it. Will it ruin the narrative of what they want you to see and understand? Of what they want to interpret? You decide. 13 seconds from Rodney Keaton, once it was shown, just proved everything. Over a billion dollars, all those people dying, all the injuries, all the arrest. History repeats itself. But all of this could be avoided very simply. How? I'm going to give you rock-solid evidence in the situation with Rodney King and in the situation of Floyd. Because there's something very intriguing, very telling, very proving in both of these situations that what happened to Rodney King and what happened to Floyd was by their own doings. The point I want to bring to you here now is obedience. That's what this is about. I told you I've ridden with cops. If you're stopped and you're obedient, nothing happens. Rodney got in the car and he didn't do what the police said to do. An officer, when he comes, he has to bring things into control immediately. You have to obey a cop. And if you do, nothing's going to happen. Oh, that's not the case because they're racist. That's garbage. You got Rodney King and two others with him in the car. That's three people. Nothing happened to the other two because they were obedient. So that's racism. They exonerated the police. And all through this situation, let's jump back now with Floyd. Think about the autopsies, all this thing. Corona kills you. He's in a bad situation. He's got a bad heart. He's doped up. And you know what happened when he pulled him out of the car? There was two other people in the car with George Floyd. Nobody's telling you that. And the pictures show the cops tell these other two people to go against the wall. And you know what they do? They go against the wall and sit down. Nothing happened to them. So they pick it on George? That don't make sense. One of the women got up, and you can see the officer said, go sit back down, and she does. Obedience is the problem. You want to get rid of what you think is racism and all these things? Just obey. A cop makes law. He is the law. When he tells you something, you do it, and you comply with it. These police, you can see on their face, Minneapolis, are not out to kill somebody. They don't have the knee on somebody like, oh, I want to kill this guy. Their faces don't even show it. They had him in the car. He's on meth, and he's going crazy. I'm not making judgments about Floyd. Maybe he had redeemed his life, and maybe that was the first time he fell. Did he put himself in danger? Did he put himself in the decision? Did he have $20 bills that was counterfeit? Did he steal cigarettes? Did he pump himself on drugs? And you want to blame the cops? 
You've lost your power of discernment. That's what Our Lady is here for. And we're to hate nobody, despise nobody, reject authority in no way. Never reject authority if somebody has jurisdiction over you. When you commit a crime or you're stopped, you are underneath the authority of that officer and you have to obey him. To have an attitude that he's out to get you is statistically, as I showed you earlier, is not true. Stats are stats. Autopsies are autopsies. As many times people had doctored the autopsy. In plain English, they changed things or dropped things out. But you can see and navigate through the truth. I preached at a black church. I had the Protestant black kids saying the Hail Marys. I lived 10 minutes from the civil rights marches. I know what all was going on. It's not presented in history as you hear it. And it was disobedience. And this is not Christian. This is not what Jesus said to do. This is what Jesus taught. You're supposed to be compliant. Romans chapter 13. If you're Christian, even if you're not practicing, and do you believe the Bible, you have to believe what I read to you now. Let everyone obey the authorities that are over him. When a cop stops you, he has jurisdiction over you. And if you comply and you're not guilty of anything, you'll be released. And if you're guilty of something, an arresting offense, then you get handcuffed. Don't resist that. Because you escalate the situation. Let everyone obey the authorities that are over him, for there is no authority except from God, and all authority that exists is established by God. As a consequence, the man who opposes authority rebels against the ordinances of God. Those who resist thus shall draw condemnation down upon themselves. Ask the questions. I don't even have to pose it to you. Did the two people that got out of Floyd's car resist? Did they get in deeper trouble? Did they escalate themselves? You answered the question. Condemnation down upon themselves. Rulers cause no fear when a man does what is right, but only when his conduct is evil. Do you wish to be free from fear of authority? That's an important question in the Bible. Do you wish to be free from the fear of authority? That's what everybody's marching and protesting. You want to be free? Be obedient. This protesting and saying you got you can protest, that's not Christian. That's not what God taught. You free yourself from being obedient. The scriptures continue. Do what is right and you will gain its approval. For the ruler is God's servant. I want to repeat that. For the ruler is God's servant to work for your good. Only if you do wrong... Are you to be afraid? So the psychosis run around thinking of being afraid of the place is your enemy who's brainwashed you. It is not without purpose that the ruler carries the sword. He is God's servant to inflict avenging wrath 
upon the wrongdoer. You must obey then, not only to escape punishment. Two people in Rodney King's car escaped punishment. Two people in George Floyd's car escaped punishment. Escape punishment, but also for conscience' sake. If you have a free conscience, you're not doing anything wrong. You don't have to worry about anything. On June 12, 1983, our lady said, in response to a question by the priest who wanted to start work around the church without asking permission from the authorities, our lady says, do not begin the work until receiving permission from the authorities. Otherwise, someone will inform the latter and it would be forbidden. This is communist. And she goes and says, go and kindly request authorization. There's many messages, our lady says, to obey authority. Why? Because authority is from God. What about justice? They're saying, we want justice for Florida. Who Are you God? Justice is mine, God says. The Amish people who had a horrific crime, horrific crime, are the children who were murdered immediately went to the family and said that they forgive and it healed the mother of this man who did what he did. That's the response. This whole thing is set up anti-scripture, anti-Christian. We got more examples of the loss of power of discernment. There's pictures out there of white people on their knees in front of black, begging forgiveness, apologizing for racism 400 years ago and through the decades. I'm not racist. Many people aren't that way. Listen to this next clip of two black women, what they had to say to white people. It's time to wake up and st- smell the coffee. White people, stop it. Stop it. Because right now, y'all are headed to the point of no return. Y'all are bowing and kissing people's feet. Are you stupid? If you're a Christian and you're white and you accept that kind of demonic behavior, you need to repent. It's against the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. It's demonic and it has to stop. It hurts my heart to see this. It's ungodly. It's idolatry. Stop it. Repent. If you've done that, if you've apologized for the color that the Lord has made you, and by God, if you've ever kneeled down in front of the black man or any man, repent. Listen, it's time for y'all to stop because we're really headed towards the end times. And the last thing we need is our own soldiers in the army of God to be deceived. It's time to wake up. Yo, they're burning our country to the ground. They're trying to take us out. America is going to be gone as we know it. The greatest country in the world. The best country on the planet. Ain't no country better than us. Ain't no country flyer than us. Ain't no country smarter than us. Ain't no country more lit than us. We we set the we, we thermostats. We set the temperature. We the greatest country on the planet. There is no country better. That's why every other country wants to come to America because we the best. Period. And everybody know if you play with America, you're going to get your feelings hurt. That's how we do. And now they're trying to destroy our country. It's time for us to come together. We have a civil war. God forbid China decides to go to war to us now while we're having civil war. 
That, my friend, is the power of discernment. That's wisdom. They're talking Bible right there. Idolatry? Diabolical? And they hit it on the head. White guilt? Because God made you white? You don't have to apologize for those things. Unless you really did do something. I'm not going to apologize. I don't go around hating anybody. I don't want to do something injustice to somebody. Diabolical. This ends part two of the special World Report, O America, with a friend of Medjugorje.